In this episode, I sit down with my friend, mentor, and marketing guru, Lindsay Murray. She discusses how she got to where she is, basically going from the girl who didn't know how to do anything except fold jeans and underwear at American Eagle, to the woman who can figure just about anything out. She's helped countless women, myself included, grow their businesses. She's truly passionate about what she does, and we discuss what it truly means to be an entrepreneur these days and what might be holding you back. Her story is extremely inspiring. I know you're going to love it. Please enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the show today, you guys. I am beyond happy today to be speaking with She's a friend, but she's also a mentor and an absolutely amazing person, Lindsay Murray. And Lindsay is currently the director of marketing for the Faster Way to Fat Loss, which is a eight-figure business, which <laughs> they still consider a startup. And I have known the Faster Way and Lindsay since almost when you guys started. And watching the yeah. growth is it's not only inspiring, but... I don't know. It's just so exciting to watch. And to me, it shows you what is possible. And that's one of the things that I love talking about on this podcast is people only know their perspective. And the reason I see so much possibility for myself and others is because I've seen you guys take a six week boot camp and turn it into this behemoth of a company. So mm-hmm. what else do you do? Cause I know you help me with marketing. Tell me more about yeah. that. Definitely. So I have been in the business of marketing, social media, digital strategy for the last probably now five to six years, as long as I feel like it's existed. And throughout that time, I have worked, you know, as a passion of mine with female entrepreneurs who may not even consider themselves as entrepreneurs when they're first starting out. But I have worked with small businesses in the fitness industry to help them either come online for the first time, take their business from in-person to online, or continue to thrive and scale their businesses online to the point of five, six, and seven figures consistently. And that's truly where my passion lies, you know, giving that ability, that strategy, that mindset to a female business owner where she can provide for her family is life-changing. And that to me is what defines success for me. It's amazing. And I must say, you are very good at your job. Thank you. (laughs) You are so good at what you do. But how did you, how did you get here? Like, what were you doing before? Because we were just chatting before, like you didn't go Mm -hmm, to college, mm -hmm. which, you know, it looks like we don't need to go to college. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point, nobody can go to college today. I mean, we're talking... It's March in the middle of a pandemic that's sweeping the absolute globe. And I think it's time for people to get a little bit creative with their knowledge. And that's something that I'm really familiar with. Um, When I was younger, I I got married at 19, had my first baby right after I turned 20, and had no college degree. I went to a few college classes, realized this is not for me and decided to figure life out with 
my husband and baby. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in retail, I worked in construction supply. I was really just searching for that thing that would give me the ability to serve others. And you know, I've, I'm not a religious person, but I do feel like I have a servant's heart. I want to solve problems. I want to serve others. Like I said, that defines success for me. And um, after spending some time overseas, I'm a military spouse coming back to the US, I was left with zero job prospects. I had a two-year-old at home. I couldn't afford daycare. I was literally sitting in my house in the mountains of Connecticut during the worst winter they'd seen in 50 years thinking, what am I going to do with my life? How can I make additional income? Because I want to help support my family with my husband. I had worked in retail, working for American Eagle, folding jeans and underwear. And that was not where I wanted to spend the next 20 years of my life. So that was when I decided the only thing I could turn to was community. The only thing that I could do while I was sitting in my house snowed in was find a community that I would enjoy and I was passionate about. And that was in fitness. I, growing up in a fitness-based family, my parents were bodybuilders and loved to work out. And that's what they instilled in me is that work ethic within your health. Um, and so I knew I needed to surround myself with people in fitness. I didn't care where they came from, but I wanted to find a fitness community. And I found a few online communities to get involved in some blogging communities. And that is where it took off. I mean, I truly found that sitting behind my computer, I would have the best life possible and I could give the best life to my family. Wow. I mean, it, it, it's not for everyone. Not everyone can stay behind their computer. Right. I feel like you and I are a little bit unique in the ability. I feel like I thrive here. Are you, mm -hmm. are you an mm -hmm. introvert or an extrovert? Oh my gosh. I love that question. I'm an introverted extrovert. So I am the person that will make plans and then cancel. And ho hope and pray you cancel. Um, <laughs> oh God, that's, that's kind of plan. Cancel plans. <laughs> yeah. So this, um, you know, obviously today we are self-quarantine ourselves. This is my dream. This is all of you are getting to experience how I manage my friendships, you know, <laughs> via Zoom and FaceTime. Welcome to my world because truly this is where I thrive. I love the ability to not be restrained by my location. Mm -hmm. I can meet and make friends all over the globe and have done so very easily. And I highly suggest every single one of you find a community online that you can get involved with today, because I can imagine, you know, being at home for the next couple of weeks might be a little isolating and there is options um, to find community. You know, I, I really like how you brought up the fact that, um, you were looking for something and there's like mm -hmm. two sides mm -hmm. to that. There's people who are kind of floundering that don't know, but I also see females, women who are super successful, but they're, they want to be more present with their family and they, they feel a little mm -hmm. bit torn because they're always at work. And I'm like, there is a way, there is a right. way. You don't have to be a slave to corporate America, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And even now, as we see, our company, The Faster Way, growing into that corporate level status where people refer to us as corporate, quote unquote. Um, I do not and will not ever be the corporate person that sits behind a desk. Um, and I just know that within myself because I've seen what's possible, but I also want to show others what is possible, mm -hmm. especially you know, as people are working from home. You know, what can they do to stay more productive and stay well and 
you know, what does that look like for the future generation? What are we, what example are we setting for our children of what is possible? Um, now is specifically the time to explore those options. And I absolutely um, love the fact that businesses are going to be evolving and changing over the next coming months. It's really going to be neat to see. Um, and I really think it's a positive in, in the light of things. Yeah, I agree with you because it, you're going to be forced to get creative. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So, but also before we were talking or before we like hit record, you were talking how you felt like you didn't have this, a skill, like you were the only person in the world right. that didn't have a purpose. So how did yeah. you work around that and start to realize mm -hmm. I do have a gift? Yeah. And I think it stems from my childhood. You know, we always say your childhood affects everything you do and say as an adult and how you feel about yourself. And you know, through my childhood, I dealt with, and obviously this was something we discussed on a little bit, was um, I personally have been in and out of the hospital for my entire life. My entire childhood is spent in and out of a hospital. Um, I had reflex, or I have, I should say, I have reflex sympathetic dystrophy. I do not let that define me though. Um, and it doesn't, it no longer, I don't allow it to impact my quality of life. But throughout my um, young adulthood, I never could show up to a team. I could never be on a team because I couldn't play the whole season. I could never go to class because I was on crutches or in a wheelchair. I could never complete anything. And so I started to see that unravel in my life where I would just give up really easily on things. If I was taking a piano class, I would give up. A guitar class, I, would, I just would never complete things. And into my young adulthood when I was in you know, I say young adulthood because I was married at 19. That was when I knew I had to grow up. And I started to think, you know, I have no skill. I didn't go to college. I wanted to be a history major. Threw that away. Uh, thank goodness, because <laughs> it would have taken me down a really bad path. But, you know, I wanted to, I wasn't a great student. I would drink and go out and party even when I was in school. And for me, I never saw completion as a, as something I could do. I never thought I could complete anything. So I then was stuck with how do I provide for my family with zero skills? I have nothing to offer. I don't have any really great talent. I don't know anything outside of how to fold jeans. What am I going to do? And I was just so stuck. And the only thing I had was my computer. And I'm so thankful that you know, I was having those thoughts when the internet was right in front of me. This is crazy because for those of you who don't know Lindsay, to me, she is the gal that knows everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Let me ask Lindsay how. I mean, you mm -hmm. are that person. I don't know. Have you read Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figure Outable? No, but I absolutely love, I say that all the time. Yeah. Everything is figure outable. Exactly. Like, yeah. so you basically changed your identity. 120%. If you saw me 10 years ago, I was a, I was a still in fitness, but I was a completely different person. Um, and I had a completely different mindset that wasn't very positive. I was a very negative person. Um, I hope many of you use the Facebook memories or the time hop. I was not a nice person. And I am just so thankful that I've evolved yeah. and I allowed that evolution to happen. Um, you know, when I was sitting there looking for a community, I found the community. So then I was, that problem was solved. And then I was still bored. 
because all of these people still had lives and they couldn't hang out with me all day. So I started to answer questions that they had. And that's when I really found my skill. And I didn't know it at the time, but I would then use the power of Google, which I always say is everyone's best friend. And I would answer these questions. And then I became a resource for people where they, when they had a question, they tagged me, they asked me, they told someone that I was the person to go to. And that was how I, I received my first few clients online. That's how I made my first $100. And that $100 absolutely, along with all the other things that happened, changed my life 100%. Did you, did you change your mindset all on your own? I feel like I had to, I had no choice but to change my mindset. I realized I'm at home with a two-year-old in the dead of winter. I am either going to be really depressed, which I have dealt with depression. um, And I could give into that or I could like use it as fuel. And it's hard to be in the moment and and have those thoughts. It's hard to push yourself out of that, Mm -hmm. but if you can take five seconds and put yourself into a positive space, mm-hmm. you can start to reverse that mindset. And I knew I had to, I was going to be in Connecticut for three years. I knew I couldn't leave. I had to do something about it and I had to make money. That was really the two things that drove me. If I want my child to be in daycare and have all these things. And, you know, I obviously have two children, but the one was home with me. I had to make it work. I had to make it happen. And I had to be positive or no one is going to hire me. No one wants to work with a negative person. Um, so I had to really reverse that mindset just simply by having those self-affirmations. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I said early on, because I had imposter syndrome and still today sometimes have it, is I'm the expert and people need to know what I have to say. Mm-hmm. People want to know what I have to say. And I literally as crazy as it sounds looking back on it now, because I, I feel confident in saying that today, then I thought, I just have to say, you are the expert and people need to know what you have to say. You are the expert. Oh my God. I just love that so much because I, I'd had, I've had to go through a similar thing myself, but people, you know, you can poo poo affirmations all you want, but the minute you start telling yourself what you need Mm -hmm. to hear, it will truly transform your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You you were in Connecticut when I started working with you, right? Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And you guys, I would remember being on a call with Lindsay in all the snow. <laughs> yeah. And you're not a snow person. Awful. I am not a snow person. <laughs> so do you ever fall back into that depression anymore? You know, a lot of it was seasonal. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was that sad um, portion of my mindset, you know, where I was in the, in the winter, in the darkness for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do at times when I'm not taking care of my health. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that is. And that's, you know, as you, you know, as a friend, you know, I'm coming out of kind of like a, a year of hardship, I would say where I wasn't taking care of myself. And I definitely felt those things during that time. Mm-hmm. Was it because like work got so busy or was it work and your family moving? Was it all that? Yeah, it was a lot of things. It was, you know, me wanting to excel in my career more than I wanted to excel in my health. 
Yeah. Um, so that's important to note. I moved from Connecticut to the best place in the world. I moved to Northwest Florida, most beautiful place on planet Earth, my dream. So everything was good. I bought my first house. We had new puppies and life was great. And I was working this job from home. Everything was amazing. And I decided that it was more important to thrive in my career than to thrive everywhere else. Yeah. So I really kind of gave up on all the other things and put a lot of time and energy into um, who I was, who I was helping and more clients and more time and more, you know, there was zero balance. And while I don't believe that balance exists, or at least it looks different from ev for everyone, I really shifted um, in a way that wasn't healthy and wasn't healthy for my mindset. And I had probably the best personal year in 2019 and had the worst mental year of mm. probably my life. Just simply looking back on the year, I wasn't present. I didn't enjoy the moments that were really empowering, amazing moments for my spouse and my kids. I didn't enjoy them. Um, and I didn't see myself enjoying them when I look back on them. So I knew I had to shift and change and, and I believe in New Year's resolutions and that's truly when I decided to just recommit to myself and haven't looked back three months later, you know, I got my three month participation award. <laughs> but I know you're not alone in doing that for both men and women. It's like, I think our, our careers are, they define us Absolutely. a lot and we they put do. a lot of value in our work that we do. Good for you. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of myself. I have, you know, you have to be able to see that in yourself that, and you have to be able to commit to the change. There are many times where I was like, you know what? I really should stop drinking. I really should stop, you know, pretending like I'm on vacation. I really should probably get my stuff together. How many times did I say, Lindsay, you need to get your shit together. Like okay. you need to, I said it probably for four months, but it was, it was something that I heard um, and saw online. And a lot of times you just have to look for that sign. Yeah. And it was someone who just said to give in, you know, just to trust and to really let down your guards and trust the process. Like we've heard that so many times, fitness trainers tell us that we say that to clients all the time, just trust the process. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to hear it at that moment where it was like surrender. Mm -hmm. surrender to the process, just be willing to be okay with where this takes you, but at least trust. And I needed it at that moment. And that moment literally was the change. And it was just one night on Instagram scrolling, seeing someone post something that they didn't realize was going to touch someone like it did. And, you know, I've since reached out to that person. I said, that was my defining moment. Wow. And yeah. you know, that's a good point when it comes to you know, you talk about what to share on social media and you help a lot mm. with social strategy. And mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. of the things I've learned from you is it, you don't know who needs it. Like, yeah, Definitely. someone may have said it 20 times before. You may have said it 20 times before, but you feel you need to keep saying your stuff because it might hit somebody right when they're ready. Just right. Like, yeah. You never know who your words will impact. So it's important to not keep them to yourself. It would be selfish for you to keep all of your motivation and your energy and your excitement over what you do and how you can help to yourself. Um, and I, I think that a lot of, you know, I don't want to say women, but I, I think a lot of professionals think 
they don't see themselves as entrepreneurs. They don't see themselves as people who will work from home effectively. They don't see themselves as leaders or industry experts. And it truly comes down to deciding that you're the expert, right? Deciding you're going to take care of your health, deciding that after right this very moment, things are going to be different and you have to be willing to just trust the process. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that whole imposter thing that you just brought up, you know, just a couple moments ago. Not you didn't bring it up too much, mm-hmm. but there is, no, I, I used to say this all the time. There is no difference between you, me and Oprah. Honestly, Absolutely. Oprah just does it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just everyone that you look up to, they're just doing the thing that you want to do. So just start doing it. Right. Stop. Yeah. And we don't have, nobody has it figured out. Right. I keep saying, am I actually an adult in in this world? Like what is an adult? And I think we're all just figuring it out. And I think Oprah, Obama, you know, we're all just figuring it out. Um, And every single one of us has the opportunity to shape a new generation. I find that so powerful in wellness, in the things that you do, Kylie, and the things that, you know, we do at the faster way. We have the ability to change a series of generations simply by what we say and how we say it. Um, And if you can shape even your own child's mind by taking that first step and really owning your power as a leader to have that mindset to serve, Mm -hmm. you could make a significant impact on generations to come. So there is no reason to keep it to yourself. You could absolutely shape the future. It's, It's possible. I mean, think about what your kids see with you, like working mm-hmm. from home, supporting your family. Like yeah. that's a whole new reality for kids these days. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that they have seen me working from home for nearly, actually, it'll be probably seven years now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and I want for one to show them the difference in what Um, the household looks like with a female and a male, you know, head of the house, Mm -hmm. where, you know, we are equal, and the things that we do matter, even if they are behind a computer screen or in an office, that is truly important. Um, I also want them to see, you know, the power of the female. Um, That's really important for me that they see that their mom is amazing. Their mom makes these things happen, and their mom helps other women do the same thing, because that gives power to a lot of women. Um, and finally, what I want them to see is the ability to use their mind to be creative and, and create new opportunities for themselves because nobody brought this opportunity to me. No one said, Lindsay, here is exactly what you're going to do over the next five years. Go out and do it and you will be successful. Nobody was there for me. I had to take it. I had to earn it and I had to continue to evolve and adapt to the way that things were happening. And I want them to say, you know what, I have this really great idea. I'm not going to tell somebody else to go do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it for myself and figure it out. Um, Just like we were talking about, everything is figure outable. Um, Where they say, you know what, my mom had an idea and literally made it into a, a lifestyle that we benefited from and that they will then be able to use the technology, use the, the industry and what was happening socially um, to their benefit, to succeed and to create something that mattered. It's amazing. Well, I wonder what your boys are going to grow up to be. What are, would you have any clue? Do they say what they want to be when they grow oh, up? Oh man. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> they want to be in the military <laughs> oh. <laughs> like their dad. So they want to be, uh, I think one of them wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Um, the other one wanted to just be an, a soldier. 
And I'm very proud of them for that. I come from a long line of military members and that really makes me proud that they're able to decide. You know, we, my husband also isn't a college graduate and I feel like we have really um, defied the odds that were against us. You know, socially what we see as a successful person, um, we are changing that and we're changing that for our boys and they can literally be and do anything at this point that means something more than anything than it ever has you know I went to this conference a while ago I think I was texting you while I was there because you need to be on this stage Mm -hmm. you're telling everybody this stuff already but um I can't remember which of the speakers it was it might have been Eric the hip-hop preacher who I'm obsessed Uh with Mm -hmm. saying um it was either him or Tom Bilyeu that college enrollment is down because first off, mm-hmm. nobody can afford it. And I don't know if these things right. are true. But second of all, it's not, you know, it's not necessary Necessarily to want necessary. to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we can yeah. hire the people who went to school to be our finance people and the marketing mm-hmm. people. But mm-hmm. if you're the idea person, you just got to figure out how to get it done. Absolutely. And I think I always tell people who haven't gotten married or had kids, you shouldn't do anything until you're 30. You shouldn't have anything figured out until you're 30 because I look at my life and only when I was 30 did I actually know what I wanted to do and and where who I wanted to do it with and I think you know we pay a lot of money to do something we had an idea of when we were a teenager Mm -hmm. and that isn't necessarily right for everyone you don't know who you want to marry when you're 16 17 18 when you're entering those college admissions so why determine your entire future when you're in your teens. And there's so much opportunity now more than ever before to make something possible to be an entrepreneur as much as that word is thrown around. um, I think we, you should be able to give yourselves the freedom to choose and to try and to test and to fail. Mm -hmm. And then when you have some solid foundation, that's when you make more decisions. That's when you say, maybe I will go to school. But I can guarantee you, and I will say this, that even in college, people aren't teaching the things that I know. People are not teaching marketing in 2020 and beyond. That is not in any textbook because you have to be in it day to day. And that's going to be the way things are and evolve and continue to be. Um, You have to be in it, doing it, trying, testing, and failing in order to, to know how to make those changes, how to strategize, no textbook, no teacher who's been teaching for 20 years, and I love teachers dearly, are are going to be able to guide you as much as your own experience will be able to guide you. Or speaking with people like me who have experience in this field, who are doing it on a day-to-day basis. I'm still the person pushing the buttons on Instagram. I'm still the person replying to people because if you're not in it, then you don't know and you lose sight of, of where your company is heading. Absolutely. And you know, this is one thing I run into with my high performance clients is mm-hmm. they want to do something, right? but they're like, I just need one more certification. I just need one uh, more. Yes. No, you need to fucking do it. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, you said it first. So those are, I, you know, certification whores. <laughs> right. Excuse me for saying that, but oh. truly I mean, I can say this only because I don't have any certifications, Um, but, you know, I think that people get caught behind the textbook, get caught behind the learning and not the doing. And if you were to just start doing, 
it would all fall into place. You would fail and you would learn from it or you would really thrive and grow from it. And it's through doing that you learn. So if you are looking for one more certification, then you are just looking for one more reason to not continue moving forward. You're looking to sit behind a book and wait for the opportunity to come to you. And if you're not out there looking for it, it's not going to come to you. It's nobody's going to give you the gift of opportunity. You have to go out and find it. Put that on on a quote. (laughs) Right. And no one is looking at your certifications. They want to see the the comments from the people that you've worked with. Social Uh, proof is, is so important these days. If you think of anything that you purchase, you're looking for the review. You want that five star item on Amazon. Um, because people have taken the time to review it and give their social feedback. Um, so if you are in a business and you aren't seeing the clients you want to be seeing, if you are not seeing the growth that you want to be seeing, look at what you're not doing because it could be in that, that you find the solution. So you may be thinking you're doing all the right things, but you're probably not focused on revenue generating tasks you're not focused on finding new amazing clients to work with. You're stuck in your business and, and you're stuck in the process of learning and figuring out things instead of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a difference between figure outable and just kind of dinking around in your business. <laughs> um, and you have to know the dis- difference or you need to reach out to someone like Kylie, like myself, who can help you see the difference. Well, and that's another thing too. I mean, I, people hear me talk about how I love coaches. Stop Mm -hmm, trying to do anything on your own. You can get yourself so far, but then after that, get spring for some guidance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Trainers have trainers. I have mentors. I'm a mentor and I have mentors. I think you have to have that second, that soundboard, that person to really spur the creativity in your mind. I often think that I am helping others so much that I don't have the time for creativity. So it's in that moment when I'm speaking to my mentor that I really have the opportunity to thrive and to dive into those additional ideas. So having a coach, having a mentor, having a trainer, even if you are one of those things is absolutely beneficial and worth investing in. And to be honest with you, I only want to work with somebody who has those things because I also don't want to work with someone who thinks that they know it all. Yes. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The minute you know it all is, is the minute that, that you can go find your own planet to live right? on because then nobody else needs you. So yeah, there's always an opportunity to learn. I even, you know, I'm learning from my husband on a consistent basis. I'm constantly reaching out to people, getting, even you, Kylie, I reached out to you to ask your feedback on things. And and having those moments with other professionals, whether you invest in them or you know them or you're married to them, mm-hmm. having that per- personal professional development in mind where you're constantly growing and evolving your skills will take you to the next level. It may be a small leadership uh, tip that someone can give you or a mind blowing social media strategy. Like it could be anything, but if you aren't ready to continue to grow and evolve and stop getting stuck in the process of, of another certification will be the solution. That's not the solution. Yeah. It's that growth and the willing to do more. Yeah. So the one last thing I want to talk about, which we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of danced around is like yeah. the reality of being an entrepreneur. Like mm. what does it look like? Because I feel like you said that word is thrown around a lot. 
Are you an mm-hmm. entrepreneur just because you're a like beach body coach or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, it's glamorous, but until you have to do the work and then it's not because it's really hard. Right. It can be fun, but you have to be really disciplined. At least that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you yeah. think the reality of being an entrepreneur is these days? Yeah, I agree with you. I think the discipline has to be there. There are many quote unquote entrepreneurs, the people that call themselves entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that, you know, vocalize it, um, that aren't doing things that are even remotely successful or things that I would recommend. So I wouldn't get caught up in what other entrepreneurs say to do. But what I would say is that having a purpose first and foremost is the defining factor in what you do and how you say it. If you do not have a purpose and you're not super, super focused in on what your vision is, then it's really hard to help anyone or do anything productively. Um, The next thing that I would have to say is that you have to be willing to fail. We talked a little bit about that. You have to be willing to be in a valley, to be failing, to then rise out of it. You can't sit and stand in the valley forever. And I find that a lot of um, clients that I work with that happen to be female, um, you know, they go through ebbs and flows in their business and some of them do not come out of it. As much as I want it for them, they have to want to succeed and come out of that valley. Same with um, weight loss and health. You know, there will be challenges that you're faced. And if you can't rise out of them or fight you know, tooth and nail to get out of them, um, then you won't be successful. You know, you will have to go back to working for someone else. Um, so it's that drive to be able to fail and, and fail forward and fail fast. Mm-hmm. That's what we always say. We fail forward, we fail fast, but when we fail, we learn. And we learn how to do something a lot better than we did in the past. Um, so I would say that being able to get out of the valley, but the last thing is to take care of yourself. Yeah you know, we are always so caught up in working from home and being productive and doing all those things, but that will only get you so far. If you are not taking care of yourself, if you are not working out, get moving, drinking your water, then it will reflect poorly on you and your business. And looking back on my 2019, um, while I was thriving and doing really well, I wasn't actually at my highest potential. I wasn't functioning at my highest capacity. I realize now, three months later, that I'm such a better employee, a friend, a contractor, a mentor, a consultant. I realize I'm so much better now that I'm taking care of myself than I was the entire year I was fighting to be better. Mm-hmm. And it's simply because I'm taking care of myself. I love that. There's so many things I love about what you just said. I'll start with that. Um, you know, people who see really successful mm-hmm. business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever, they're all taking care of themselves. If they're really successful, they are taking care of themselves. Absolutely. Otherwise you can't serve to your highest potential. You right. really cannot give all you need to give if you're not taking care of yourself, at least not for long. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I made it a year struggling, <laughs> but <laughs> when I finally started taking care of myself, I realized how inefficient I was and how I was really focused on the wrong things. And now I'm able to, to really excel because of my health. Okay. Uh, Before I switch topics, how did you get that clarity? Oh gosh. Through routine. 
Um, I share about this a little bit on my Instagram when I was going through it, which is really neat to look back on is, you know, I created these habits. Little did I know they were high performance habits, <laughs> but I, I knew I needed some sort of routine that was so insignificant. I couldn't not do it. So every morning when I would wake up, I, I would lay in bed for two minutes. I said, you have two minutes. You have to lay here. You cannot get up and you have to think about what you're thankful for. And then you have to visualize your future and what you want your day to look like. And that was just something a friend of mine made her daughter do, her 10 year old do. And I was like, I'm going to try that. And, you know, you pick up these little things from people around you and oftentimes we don't apply them. We, you know, we think, oh, that's a great idea, but we never apply them. And I heard that she said she made her 10 year old do say what she's thankful for every single day. And every day they got better and they were more thoughtful. And I was like, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try exactly what my friend's daughter is doing. And (laughs) it truly shaped my day. It really did. I entered my day with purpose. I wasn't thrown into my day. I knew I had a good mindset going into my day. I could take care of my children better because I had visualized myself taking care of my children better. I would close my computer when I was visualizing my day. I would cook dinner that was healthy. I would move whatever that looked like, I would be active. And truly that made a world of difference. And I put a little reminder on my phone that every time I looked at my phone on my home, on my wallpaper, it said, thankful, visualize, water, coffee. And that was the way I wanted my entire day to start. Not scrolling, not checking my email, not being thrust into my day. I don't even set an alarm, but I didn't even want that to prevent me from having a successful entry into my day. And that made the world of difference. Do you follow Joe Dispenza at all? I don't. I feel like I need. (laughs) You need Dr. Joe. You need Dr. Joe. I don't follow anyone. Unfortunately, I need to. I feel like I would be 10 times better. He's been brought up on most of the podcasts because I'm obsessed with him. But he's like, you, you, it's about neurosculpting and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. create, you can create new pathways in your brain and basically you yeah. create your own personal reality. And with everything that you said, I know people, if you're not on board with it, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but, um, <laughs> but you never, never discount the power of your thoughts. Absolutely. That's yeah. So cool. I mean, I have to, I have to tell you a, a small story that I really think will be inspirational is um, you know, going back to when I was a child and I had RSD, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, um, I actually couldn't walk. And I was in the hospital for three months and went through hypnosis. And through hypnosis, I was able to walk again. And that is truly the power of your mind. Wow. Truly. I know you didn't know that. No, I just got chills. <laughs> I'm blowing your mind right now. But, um, you know, the your mind is such a powerful thing. And while I may have forgotten that for a few years, um, you know, I, I'm always, I always go back to remembering being scared, being a child, not knowing what was coming. I was 11, 12, 13 and couldn't walk. And that's a scary thing for an athlete. I was an athletic child and, um, for my parents as well to see me suffering and in pain. I think about my own children and the power of your mind, literally having hypnotherapy create the ability for me to walk again. It 
it sounds really significant now that I'm saying it out loud yeah. <laughs> because I've put it in my mind for so many years, but that's truly the ability to shift your thoughts and be able to retrain yourself to either block pain, block memories, or create new um, pathways, as you, you mentioned, um, to really help you thrive and succeed in wherever, whatever stage at your life you're in. Yeah. So you guys, you know, if you're feeling that you're in that spot, yeah, you, you got to take control. Like we can't, we can't be victims. Even yeah. if it's one small thing, even if it's laying in bed in the morning for 30 seconds and retraining your mind, your thoughts to say, I'm going to be really thankful today. I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give others grace and be patient. Say, find words that you connect with and say them with purpose and truly believe that you're reshaping your day. And I promise you, you definitely can make that happen. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So the last thing I want to talk about is when you were talking about failing forward mm. and when I'm strength training, you know, everything is, everything's a metaphor for life, right? Agree. Agree. <laughs> and I love when I fail, when I'm lifting, because I know I, I just did my best. Mm. I love that. Yes. So it's like failing is winning. And I feel like we need to reframe that and put it on a t-shirt, but failing is winning. Don't be afraid to fail. That means that you're, it means you're winning. You're, you're pushing the limit. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're really testing yourself when you fail means you've tried everything your mind could physically push you to do. You've tried all of it. So once you fail, guess what? You get to start again mm -hmm. and you get to have new, fresh perspective, whether it's, you know, heavier lifting the next go around, um, pushing yourself farther in a run or creating that new business idea that will shape the future of, of your company or, or your idea. Yeah. I started looking around. I, my, I have some really remarkable friends who have had really challenging lives and um, they've had lots of failure, but along with that, lots mm -hmm. of success. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Kylie, you're not trying enough because you have, you don't have that many failures. And I was like, you know, it's just like a wake up call. You got to yeah. put your neck out there. Yeah, so. I agree. And even when you're in the, the moment of failure, it feels horrible and it feels difficult and it feels awful. But if you can always go back to, even if you write it down and you say, when I'm feeling at my lowest, I'm going to look at this. And you say, I'm going to come out the other side. There's always going to be another door open. There's always an opportunity to do something differently, to do it better. Have that moment that you really remind yourself within that failure within that down period. Um, and I know that a lot of us may be experiencing that now or feeling a little bit lower than usual or not understanding the feelings that you're having. But if you can shut out everything that is impacting you and affecting those emotions and truly focus on the good and the greater good and what will come, even if it's just the next meal you get to eat or the next workout you get to do or the next person you get to see even if it's on FaceTime, you know, really have that next thing to look forward to. Um, and ultimately those little next things will build up into bigger things and you're ultimately living a different life. You've completely retrained your mind. Totally. And like you said, right now in the middle of this pandemic, I, a lot of people are feeling this and you and I have, you know, our friends are in the fitness industry and a lot of them mm -hmm. are studio owners or teachers and mm -hmm. it's scary, mm -hmm. but this is just another opportunity to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wish we had 14 hours. To I know. Talk about this right? Because 
the opportunity is here and you you may be feeling like you're headed towards failure or things might not be working out the way you had in, had planned at the beginning of January now is the time today i want you to make that choice and and make that change and figure out something to do that's different so that on the other side of whatever small or large failure you're experiencing you will still thrive the people that you get to impact the people that you have the ability to touch will still thrive and look to you as the guide will look to you as a leader take a moment today next week whenever you're feeling low to either come back and listen to this message or write something down that will help you make a, a choice because you can really open up the opportunity for yourself you can get scrappy you can hustle right now i mean i i want every single person to be doing that because there is so many people out there that need what you have to offer do not sit in your thoughts and wallow and feel like this is the way it will be forever. You have the power to change that. 100%. Oh, so you guys see why I love Lindsay so much, right? <laughs> oh, Lindsay, thank you so much for talking to thank me you. today. People are going to love you. this. This is so awesome. Thank you for having me. It is going to be an amazing next couple of weeks regardless of anything that's happening outside your front door yeah. I just want to empower every single person to have a positive mindset know that they can go through and get through anything and to lean into community because that is where the the magic truly happens absolutely reach out to your people that's for sure call oh. your mom yeah call your mom <laughs> thank you so much Lindsay I can't wait to talk to you again you're welcome have awesome a great day, day. all righty bye-bye Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm sure you found Lindsay to be just as inspiring and as insightful as I do. If you'd like to find her on social media for more of her helpful tips, you can find her on Instagram at Lindsay S. Murray. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S-M-U-R-R-A-Y. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.